This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. I hope you had a good weekend. We uh, roll right along here. We get you ready. We are turning the calendar to August this week. We got... NFL preseason football, and before you know it, we'll be talking both college and the NFL. Glad to have, uh, well, close to having July in the rearview mirror, and uh, we can really zone in and get ready for a football baseball trading deadline. We can uh, discuss that if you want, although uh, most of the time that can be rather boring. But if you are a fan of a team that made some moves, we can go there as well. Uh, Anything else you want to discuss? Uh, we can do that. Uh, great to see DeMar Hamlin, uh, the Buffalo Bills, back on the field in uniform. What a phenomenal story uh, that continues to be. Injuries in the National Football League continue to pop up around training camps. Uh, it just is one of those things, you know, you have to get through, particularly uh, the first couple of weeks. You know, th- those seem to be the worst. The first two weeks of training camp uh, seem to be the worst. A lot of soft tissue uh, injuries. It is not good. You know, you just have to hope that your team that you root for is able to get through uh, unscathed. But, you know, again, uh, it happens and it will continue to happen. All right. And it will continue to happen. All right. What do you want to talk about today? You want to talk about holdouts like Nick Bosa. All right. Not in 49ers camp. I wouldn't worry too much about Bosa missing this type of work. You know, I can't imagine that they will not get a deal done soon. All right? That's – I just – I can't see that. All right? He wants to become the highest paid defensive player in the history of the league. He's entering in the last season – of his rookie contract. So, you know, the guy obviously is the real freaking deal. I don't like players that hold out. You sign a contract, get your contract done. But in this case, uh, the 49ers, they know they have to pay Bosa, all right? You know that. They have to pay the guy. I mean, he's, he's, he's a clear difference maker all right he's a clear difference maker period i mean uh, again i would not worry about a guy that's always in tip-top shape always ready to go and it won't take long for him to get into quote-unquote football shape all right the guy's basically a freak of nature but you'd like to have him signed you you know you don't want to have to worry about it but I got to believe that this will happen uh, sooner rather than later. All right. Colts got a, a, a real issue going on right now because you know about Jonathan Taylor. He's not in camp. Now you have Zach Moss, who is your starting running back in the absence of Taylor. Guess what? He broke his arm yesterday. He's going to be out four to six weeks. First day in pads, took a hit, boom, broken arm. And who knows what's going to go on with Taylor. I mean, it almost looks like that relationship is broken to a point of uh, no return. All right? That's not good for the Colts right now. Taylor out, 
back up, broken arm, out four to six weeks. So you got some NFL news going on. Uh, reserve running back Ronald Jones, Cowboys suspended for the first two games of the regular season for violating the league's performance enhancing drug policy. All right. You know, I don't even know if he would have made the team. He's a reserve running back. All right, what do you want to talk about? Let's get the show here. All right, let's get to Connor. Connor, welcome. How are you? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good. So I wanted to start with the Denver Broncos, and it's looking like a terrible start to training camp for them again with their wide receiver rooms getting really thin, but you got a feel for the guy, Tim Patrick. Towards yep. ACL was out all of last year. First couple of days of training camp, tears his Achilles. That's just awful. Yep. It uh, kind of sounds a little like uh, what Clay Thompson had happened to him, right? I mean, it's um, really awful. I mean, it, it really is. It's just, I mean, terrible, you know? Also, I don't know if you saw – uh, their other receiver, or one of their other receivers, K.J. Hamler, announced on uh, social media that he's been diagnosed with a mild heart irritation, and he said that he's going to miss some time. So, you know, we'll see. But you write about Patrick ACL on, what was it, first week of August last year, and uh, here he is already out for the year with an Achilles. Awful. You're exactly right. No, No question. It's bad news. Yeah, I don't know if you've commented on this yet, but what do you think about the comments that Aaron Rodgers made in training camp about Sean Payton? He's defending his coach, you know, plain and simple. And I, I kind of agree with Aaron here. Sean Payton was way out of line, way out of line. And I know Sean Payton apologized last week, but, you know, the damage was already done. The damage was already done. I can't really fault uh, Aaron Rodgers here at all. I mean, Sean Payton put his foot in his mouth big time. Okay. And it's not like that is something that is going to be uh, just taken care of because you said, I'm sorry. And I made a mistake. We appreciate the fact that you made a mistake. I mean, that you admitted that you made a mistake, but it doesn't change what you said. So, you know, in this particular case, uh, I really can't fault Aaron Rodgers. And he ended by saying, Sean Payton needs to keep my coach's names out of his mouth. Yeah, I thought that was pretty strong from Rodgers. But, I mean, I respect it. Obviously, you don't want – I'm sure NFL players don't take it lightly when people say things like that. It's such harsh criticism against guys that they're around. I don't think anyone takes it lightly. I mean, it's just completely uncalled for. You know, and Aaron spoke unbelievably glowingly about Hackett and their time in Green Bay, uh, completely countered uh, everything that Peyton said. But, you know, again – I, I I can't really dispute what Sean Payton said. I mean, what what Nathaniel Hackett was an embarrassment last year, but it didn't it did not need to be said. All right, one coach doesn't need to be saying that about another coach. We already know what happened in Denver last year. We saw it. You know, let it go. All right. I mean, he wouldn't be the first uh, coordinator in NFL history to become a head coach that failed miserably at it. I mean, Norv Turner comes to mind, just to name one, who was one of the great offensive minds in the history of the league and was a terrible head coach. And there are many, many more like that. So it doesn't mean that you're not a good football coach. just means you're not uh, a good head coach. And again, there are many examples, many examples of coaches like that, many examples. Yeah, and it's not like Sean Payton is a Bill Belichick or Tom Landry or Vince Lombardi. I mean, he has a Super Bowl, but... It's not like he's like this all-star incredible coach. He's been out of the game for a year or so now. So, I mean, I don't know what who he thinks he is to say all this stuff. I'm with you. I am with you 100%. 100%. I totally agree with you. Yeah, one other thing I wanted to bring up was I just – I don't understand how some people or platforms can put out stuff that they put out because – I'm sure you saw Bleacher Report put out a list of their most overrated players in the NBA, and number mm-hmm. one was DeMontis Sabonis, which is just stupid. It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. I, I don't. I don't. I. I really don't know if these individuals even watch the Kings play. If they know anything about DeMontis Sabonis, I, I. It's. 
it's baffling to me. Why? Because he didn't play well in the series against the Warriors. So that's why he's classified that. I mean, it's just beyond stupid. It's embarrassing is what it is. It's flat out embarrassing. I mean, yeah, when yeah. I saw that, I, I, I was like, I had to like pause. You know, I had like to do a double check. I'm like, well, that can't be right. You know what I mean? It was like, let's see. Well, that can't be right. You know, I just, I don't get it. If anything, I think the guy's underrated. I don't think he's overrated. If anything, I think the guy's underrated. I don't think he gets enough attention. Yeah, I 100% agree. We're talking about a guy who finished top 10 in MVP voting last year. So I don't know how a guy like that with what he does for this team, basically him and Fox single-handedly transformed this team into a playoff team in one year. So I don't know why he's, how he could even be considered overrated just by, I guess people look at one playoff series and judge him as an entire player based off that. Well, I like what the Aaron Fox has done, but the Aaron Fox would not have made the all-star team without DeMontis Sabonis. And the Kings would have probably been a non-playoff team without Sabonis. I mean, I, I don't know what else you can say about the guy. The guy has been phenomenal. Uh, really, he was very good in Indiana too. But I mean, since coming over to Sacramento, I mean, he's been one of the best players in the league, period. Like the period. He's been one of the best players in the league since coming to Sacramento. Yeah, we talk about this a lot. And I, I like it when, I mean, teams can, people can talk about them, say whatever they want. But I like it when players just put their head down and they let their play speak for themselves. And that's exactly what he does. And I'm glad you brought that up because there's no me, me, me with this guy. He took less money than he had to to sign an extension. You know, he doesn't run into the locker room and look at the box score and go, gee, I didn't play enough. I didn't do this enough. He's all about the team. You know, his teammates respect the hell out of him. I, I don't know what else needs to be said about the guy. I mean, I really don't. I mean, he's a tremendous, tremendous addition for the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, and what a 180 that must have been from DeMarcus Cousins. Just complete polar opposites in that aspect. And I'm sure you would have been happy to be around Sabonis. I mean, just if you're the announcer on the team like that, it would be a lot of fun, I'm sure, to be around him. It's always fun to be around professionals. That's why I love being around Harrison Barnes, because the guy is top shelf in every single aspect. Top shelf as a person and top shelf as a player. And it is unbelievably enjoyable to be around professionals. And, that, and I've been around tons of professionals, but I've also been around those that don't know the meaning of the word professional and professionalism. That's not the case with Sabonis. The guy's uh, A-plus across the board. Yeah, that's all I got today. can't believe there's an NFL game this week. How about that, right? Even though it's the Hall of Fame game, who cares? It's football. Yep, best time of year. See you, buddy. Bye. All right, if you want to get in on the program, just hit the hand icon, and I will put you right on. Eli, welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, Grant, I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Hey, I wanted to ask you about that uh, article in the SAC B that Marcus Breton wrote. It looks like uh, yeah. it, was, it was long overdue. I was just curious what your thoughts were on why he just published it now and you know why it didn't come out sooner, if you have any opinion on that. Uh, I haven't talked to Marcos about why now, but you know he wrote two columns on me uh, back in June of 2020, which I thought were extremely fair and explained my plight very well and implored my employers to keep me and not fire me before I got fired from Bonneville. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he's been an advocate of mine, but I also think he's objective in writing his stories. So I'm grateful for the coverage. You know, I, I'm grateful for the coverage. I don't necessarily uh, agree with, some of the things that were in today's column. Mm -hmm. And I say that in all due respect to Marcus, we just have a different viewpoint right. on this. Okay. I mean, I think that we need to just stop debating whether it's okay to say all lives matter. And in my case, all lives matter every single one. I think we need to stop with this talk. I think we need to stop. Okay. There have been many prominent, Black people that have come out 
and also said that all lives matter. Okay, including George Floyd's brother uh, uh, and uh, among other others in the black community. Okay, Mm -hmm. and I just think it's time that we put this to bed and stop debating on what all lives matter means. You can't. All lives matter is not factual if black lives don't matter. Okay, Mm -hmm. you can't say all lives matter if the lives of black people don't matter or if Asian lives don't, you know, you can't. All lives matter, every single one is self-explanatory. And I don't know why we continue to have to say, oh, but, but, dot, dot, dot. No, there is no but, dot, 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 okay? Mm -hmm. And again, there are a lot of things in today's column that I do agree with, okay? Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of things that he put that were very accurate okay and you know marcus talks about the timing of my tweet could not have been worse and he's right the timing of my tweet was not good but the timing of my tweet does not change the meaning of what i was trying to express and what i did express i mean it it just doesn't and so you know for that reason you know and and you know as far as you know his black lives matter movement that he writes about you know, he says it's a righteous movement because police brutality against black people, as well as other underrepresented groups such as Latinos, is a scourge in our country. All right. And then he says another is the people who seek to invalidate Black Lives Matter activists in a variety of ways, including by saying the words all lives matter. Well, I disagree with Marcos completely on that paragraph. Okay. Black Lives yeah. Matter. There are a lot of people that have been validated the uh, activists of Black Lives Matter. Okay, I mean, there's been a lot of recourse against the Black Lives Matter organization for the way they've handled their funds and the fact that they haven't given any money back to the black communities and to the quote unquote black victims of pro- of police brutality. Nothing, nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, where's all that money that's gone to Black Lives Matter? What what's happened to that money? How come it doesn't go back to help out the black communities? You know, um, I have, and I've been very open about this, very open about this. Most of my friends here in Florida are black. They're people of color. I say people of color because I have some friends that don't, that aren't, that, that don't want to be referenced as black. Okay. And almost all of them, not all of them, almost all of them don't want anything to do with Black Lives Matter period. Mm -hmm. They don't like Black Lives Matter. They don't want to be involved with Black Lives Matter. They don't want anything to do with it, period. Doesn't mean that they don't care about the lives of Black people, but the black they don't want anything to do with Black Lives Matter. And so I think Marcos, in that particular sentence, you know, about people who seek to invalidate Black Lives Matter's activists in a variety of ways, including by saying the words all lives matter. I'm not saying all lives matter. Like, I'm not trying to invalidate anything or any group of people, period. Nothing. I'm saying all lives matter, every single one, because that's what I was raised on. That's the only thing I've known. Again, the first principle of my religion is the inherent worth and dignity of every person. I learned that when I was in, um, you know, uh, uh, Sunday school. Okay. That's it. That's one of the first things we even learned at a young, as a young age, you know, about everyone's the same. And I was in Sunday school with people of all ethnicities. I went to a church in New York city. You know, we had Asian, we had black people, you know, we were all together learning the same thing in Sunday school, the inherent worth and dignity of every person. Why do we have to change the meaning of words around what I said is what I believe in all lives matter, every single one. And then he lists about, then he goes on and lists uh, the offenders. He calls them offenders of saying all lives matter. He mentioned, you know, Hillary Clinton. He mentions pop star, Jennifer Lopez. He mentions uh, actress and singer, Christina. Is it Milan? You know, I'm sorry, forgive me. He includes uh, Donald Trump. Um, and then he talks about, you know, all of these individuals were able to resume their careers and nothing really happened. And he, he makes the point 
about what happened to me and it's so wrong. But, you know, again, I don't, there are a lot of black people, a lot of people of color in the country that also have absolutely zero issues with the phrase all lives matter. I know because I've talked to so many of them. Mm -hmm. I've sat down and had conversations with them face to face. Okay. In a, in, in their how homes or in social situations for hours, for hours, we've had these conversations and I'm sorry, they, 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 there are a lot of people of color that have absolutely no issue by an individual saying all lives matter. So I, I don't agree with Marcos and his particular narrative of how he sees this phrase as it relates to Black Lives Matter. I think he's off base in in some of his observations. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Again, I agree with a lot of the things that he wrote in his column, and I've I'm a I'm a fan of his, period. I, and I also, to be transparent, I consider him a friend. And we do exchange messages throughout the year. So I'm being, you know, very honest with everyone here. But I do not agree with his viewpoint on all lives matter versus black lives matter. All lives matter should never be versus black lives matter. It just, I don't understand why people want to interpret three words to fit how they believe. Mm -hmm. And what is the quote unquote narrative? Who came up with the, who, who made the decision? Who was the judge and juror that said, oh, you can't say all lives matter. Do you know how many people and I, do you know how many people, people messaged me after I said all lives matter, every single one? Do you know that I had a white NBA referee who has worked several NBA finals, younger generation than me, who reached out to me and said, man, I'm just going to tell you, I had no idea that people in the black community looked at all lives matter as negative to Black Lives Matter. And he said, if this makes you feel any better, I've already talked to a lot of my friends where I live and they they all had no idea either. This is a guy that, you know, like myself, works in a predominantly black league, mm-hmm. all right? I mean, so, you know, the fact that, you know, we should have known that saying all lives matter was contrary to how some think in the black community, well, I, I, I don't go with that notion either. But again, I don't know why everyone is so caught up with trying to change the meaning of all lives matter. Because the people that I've talked to that believe all lives matter, they don't say it with any degree of animosity or hatred or venom or negative connotation to black people at all. Yeah. When I put my tweet out, that never entered my mind and i would take and i would take a lie detector test on national tv if the polygraph were accurate i would say you know what if you don't believe me i'll go on tv you can televise it and you can look at the results live so you know they're not tampered with Mm -hmm. when i said all lives matter every single one i didn't even i wasn't even thinking about the black community i wasn't even thinking of black lives matter i mean i was thinking of well all lives matter every single one you know it wasn't like well, gee, how can I disparage the black community? Like, that's not part of my MO as a person. Just, right. I don't disparage any group of people. I, I've been very open about this. I don't give a damn what your religion is. I don't care about your sexuality. I don't care about your ethnicity. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, it just doesn't. I don't care. I care whether you're a good person or not. That's really what I care about. And yeah. I don't have a checklist. Well, gee, I can't be friends with a Muslim. I can't be friends with a Jewish person. I can't be friends if you're gay. I can't be friends if you're transgender. I can't really associate with you if you're black or no, I I don't have a checklist. And I think the vast majority of people in our society don't have a checklist. Unfortunately, there are some that do. Mm -hmm. And I don't if I find that out, they're not in my circle of friends. They're not in a group of people I socialize with. But, you know, again, I. I'm grateful that Marcos feels that what happened to me was unfair and unjust. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm very, very grateful for the story and I am grateful for his support, but I'm also grateful that in his mind, he's writing a very objective story on me 
which is favorable to me. But mm-hmm. I, he and I do not agree on the all lives matter phrase and black lives matter phrase. We will never agree on that. And that's fine. You know, I mean, we can agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. I just think uh, all lives matter needs to stand on its own for exactly what it means. Okay. Yeah. Because the people like myself, and there are, there are millions of people, millions of people that think that all lives matter is just fine. And they don't have any, any issues with the black community. Okay. None. Zero. Okay. They, they don't say all lives matter to stick it to black lives matter. Doesn't they're like me. That's not why they believe all lives matter. They believe all lives matter because all lives do matter. You know, and I, I don't, again, I do not understand why for some, and again, I'm going to say for some that this continues to be debated. Why are we debating this? You know, I will say this. One of the great tweets that I saw was from Zuby. Okay. You can, you can follow Zuby on Twitter. He's got over a million followers. I want to read something that he tweeted a little more than a year ago. Black lives matter, white lives matter, all lives matter. These phrases essentially mean the, mean the same thing if interpreted literally. All are self-evidently and uncontroversially true. The fact that people fight or get upset by this shows how emotionally incontinent our society is. Black lives matter because all lives matter. White lives matter because all lives matter. All lives couldn't matter if black or white lives didn't matter, parentheses, or any others. Stop being dumb and dividing over basic stuff we already agree on. I, I, I can't say it any better than that. Again, stop being dumb and dividing over basic stuff we all already agree on. I think we all agree that all lives matter. I, I have not yet come in contact with a person of color that does not feel that all lives matter. Every single person that I've come in contact with that I've had this discussion does not disagree with all lives matter. Okay. Mm-hmm. You won't find many people on earth that disagree with the phrase all lives matter, but then you have a group of people that want to interpret that into a different meaning than what it means. Okay. All means everyone, right? All is really a very defining word. There really isn't a lot of gray area in all. All means all. It doesn't mean except for dot, dot, dot. Okay. All lives matter is pretty self-explanatory, but then I didn't just leave it at all lives matter. I wanted to make sure that nobody misconstrued what the meaning of my tweet was. So I didn't only put all lives matter with exclamation points in capital letters. I then followed it up with every single one with multiple exclamation points, just in case for whatever reason that three words would, would be misinterpreted. I put every single one. I'll ask you, Eli, you're a bright guy. Mm-hmm. Could Is there any other meaning to every single one? Is there? Can every single one be left open for interpretation? Every single one. Is there any gray area in that? No, not for me, but certainly, unfortunately, for others, uh, they, they feel that way for whatever reasons you mentioned, timing or otherwise. But to me, it seems pretty clear. You know why? Because they're trying to fit their narrative. Mm-hmm. They're trying to back up what they believe in, and they want to change things around to make themselves feel they're on the right side of the fence. That's why. But if you just look at the six words in their totality, there's no gray area. There should be no level of interpretation, Mm -hmm. period. And yet there are those, although they're in the minority, there are those that do not want to accept what I said on face value. They want to change it to fit their narrative. And that's unfortunate. 
Yeah, I just wanted to ask you, uh, that, that all makes sense. I wasn't aware of uh, the previous uh, columns that Marcos wrote, or I guess I don't remember them, but I was just curious if it had anything to do with, you know, your lawsuit moving forward. And um, similarly related to your lawsuit, um, you know, I couldn't help but read the Twitter thread comments or X or whatever it's called now um, when they were commenting. You know, listen, Mar I'm, Mar I'm sure Marcos came out with the story because mm -hmm. of the judge ruling last week that, you know, my case is moving forward. And I'm grateful for, you mm -hmm. know, Marcos writing the column. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. And he knows how I feel about him. And he also knows I don't agree with, you know, everything he writes. However, um, I think this is, you know, a conversation that is getting very tired and very old. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I just do. I find it very, you know, we're, hey, Eli, we're in 2023 for crying out loud. Mm -hmm. Right. We're not in the 60s anymore. OK. Or the 30s or, you know, we're not in the, the previous century or, you know, we're not in the you know, 1800s and we're in 2023. OK. Yep. We're in 2023. Mm -hmm. And we, we, we had a we had a black president for eight years. OK. Eight years. We have a female vice president of color. Can we move on? Can we stop it with this nonsense of trying to change the meaning of words around? Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it's so old. It's so tired. It's so, it's so, uh, you know what it is, Eli? It's sad. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what it is. It's sad. It's a really sad indictment on where the United States is right now. It is so sad. And yeah. I, 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 the racism that exists on social media in America is not real to me because when I'm out and I, again, in Florida where nobody knows me and the people that I've met of color, black, African-American, Latin, I mean, I can go on and on. Mm -hmm. okay? when, I, when, I, when I have met and had lengthy conversations with these individuals, what strikes me and continues to strike me is not how divided we are but how together we are. So I, I, I still contend that what we see on a daily basis on social media isn't, isn't the real world. Because when I'm out and about, whether I'm at the supermarket or whether I'm walking through a mall or I'm walking down the street, you know what I see? I see people helping each other all the time. Mm -hmm. Okay, I see white people helping black people. I see black people helping white people. I see Asians helping these. I see, I can go on and on. I see young people helping old people. I, I don't, I see a compassionate society. I don't see all the so-called hatred and racist people that I keep on seeing on social media and making claims. I don't see that out in the real world. Mm -hmm. I, I don't. And I, I've tried to be very open about this with the people I meet. I've had many conversations and I got to tell you, I, I I see a lot more togetherness than division, but on social media, it's just the opposite. And again, I think that's very sad. I think social media has been the downfall to our country. And by the way, I'm on social media. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm on Facebook, although not a lot. I use uh, Twitter for my work because, you know, I have 47,000 followers and it's the best way for me to get my message across. Social media has been terrible for this country. It's been horrible. I mean, I think it's been the biggest downfall of my lifetime. And I'm 64. I can't think of another element of society that has been as destructive as social media has been. I think it's been awful, terrible. But it's here yeah. to stay and it's not going anywhere. I understand where you're coming from. Grant, I just had one other quick question for you, um, not to go back to the social media thing, but when people comment, I feel like there's a lot of people who don't get into the details, you know, like you have, whether it's about whatever it may be, the BLM organization, or for example, your relationships that you had with Chris Weber or Matt Barnes, and you've explained all of that to us, so we get it, but a lot of people still don't. So my question is, like, as litigation progresses, or when you write your book, or whatever the next step is, do you, uh, do you have a plan to kind of bring that up? more forward in the public consciousness so people know about all that well, stuff it, it is it is part of my court case and it will 100 percent be public record and i can just tell you that there are going to be a lot of individuals that are going to look very bad awesome can't wait thank you buddy good hearing from you you take care take care bye-bye this show is sponsored by 
BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Right. All right. And as far as my book goes, uh, and that too, but uh, first things first, all right? Court comes first, the, hopefully a trial, uh, and then after that, book. But I got to I gotta do things uh, in order. So, you know, again, I, I don't know what else to say. I think that, you know, our, our society on social media, again, I, I keep saying this, it's just not the real world. It's just not. It's not the real world. It's unfortunate, but it's, uh, I, I don't know why in 2023, we have to continue debating this. It's just so old. It really is. It is so old. Let's get to John. John, how are you? I'm uh, doing all right, Grant. How are I, you? Good. T- tell me how things went at the, uh, Doctor on Friday, and what was the result with the hands? Everyone's been waiting to hear from you. What, what are you okay? Yeah, I, I'm all right. I didn't get out of there like I think I told you. My appointment was at four forty, and I didn't get out of there until it was just after six o'clock. So your podcast was already done, but I did go back, and I appreciate the kind words from everyone, and and I'm fine. And Connor, and I believe it was Ron, and you that you know. I'm, Friday night, I believe it was Friday night. It's just the kind words. Much appreciated, guys. And hey, I'm doing right, fine. So, so no, no, no danger, no issues. Because you know, getting bit by an animal can have some severe consequences. But you're okay, no issues. Yeah, yeah. Like I was, you know, Good. I took that Friday Good. off, and I took today off, and I'm going Good. back to work tomorrow. And you know, I'm gonna do. Good. I got some hard work to do, but I'm gonna. It's gonna, it's gonna be fine. I'm gonna be fine. I'm not Good losing you, my hand. Nothing's going crazy. I don't have to learn how to barbecue with one hand or nothing. Don't worry. There you go, buddy. Good. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Um, man, your comment about, or just the recent topic here about Mushnick's comment and everything, it hasn't changed a bit for me, you know? And the whole thing is, you know, you want to debate everything. Well, hey, just the word all that you said, that means all, right? All lives matter. I'm I'm done. I'm done debating this. I'm I'm done debating it. And, but just, and I'm going to give you one little correction here. It was Marcos Breton who wrote the column today. Phil Mushnick has commented on this on many, many occasions, but today it was Marcos Breton. It was Breton. I apologize for that to both of them. And I hope you understand. And you said all lives matter, every single one. And you didn't say, but, or anything. Take that look. You don't say, but this or, but that. Like everybody wants to put words into your mouth, into what, into your statement. It's still BS grant, but you know, we're all, it's it's unfortunate that we're even having this conversation in 2023. I mean, it's so unfortunate. And again, my own experience, as I said, from talking to so many uh, people of different ethnicities, they don't have any issues with all lives matter. They don't, you know, and they understand what, what people mean. And again, Zuby's tweet, 
of a little more than a year ago is, you know, spot on. Black lives matter, white lives matter, all lives matter. These phrases essentially mean the same thing if interpreted literally. All are self-evidently and uncontroversial true. Duh. Okay. And then he says, you know, uh, all lives couldn't matter if black or white lives didn't matter or any others. And again, the key, the key, the one that I love is stop being dumb and dividing over basic stuff we already agree on. By the way, uh, Zuby is a black man, just for record. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter what color, but those are the things. Well, I, I know, but I, I wanted to point that out. I just wanted to point that problem. out. You know, again, for people that say, oh, gee, you know, there's just another white bird. No, this is a black individual. I was driving to work, uh, what, last Tuesday, maybe, and there was a bumper sticker, you know, the white and black, small, round, or oval bumper stickers. I saw, you know what I'm talking about, I think, right, Grant? I saw. Uh, said, yes, I actually do. Yes. You know, you see different letters. I saw one that said, all lives matter. And I looked over at my son. See that? You see that? And I'm driving, so I didn't really look. I kept right. going. I just kind of thought about it. And then I went to the. Uh, job site and there was a person that was working next door and they and recognized my king's hat so, so I, you know shooting the bull a little bit about you and i said about the all lives matter and i told him and they fully agreed with you know what all of us are agreeing with and uh i told him about the bumper sticker and he says what color was the guy wearing and i thought you know what i was driving i didn't even look over and look at what color it what the person was because you know what it didn't matter it doesn't matter. It didn't matter what ethnicity hey. the person that had that bumper sticker was. And, you know, if more people I, had a, didn't have such a huge agenda, apparently people got a huge agenda that they need to get through to get over there, to get over whatever it is. But, hey, Grant, all you lives know, and again, matter. You know, and, and as far as Black Lives Matter, you know, and, and again, the one, one aspect of the column that I don't agree with, is, you know, Black Lives Matter has really become a fraudulent organization. I mean, it's been proven. Okay. I mean, and 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 the the all the millions and 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 millions of dollars that have gone into Black Lives Matter, that money has not gone back into the black communities or the victims of crimes at the hands of, you know, police and we can go on and on. I mean, it's been well documented. I mean, it it and so you know, there are a lot of people, and again, I'm being, I'll put them all on my podcast if people don't believe me. They'll all come on with me. My, my, you, my, my black friends in Florida don't want anything to do with Black Lives Matter. They don't want anything to do with it. They don't want to be associated with it. They, they, they don't want to even talk about it. Well, hey, I'm on board with you. I've never met a black person that, that agrees with that. And, you know, we've talked about it before. My grandfather is a black man. He's been black all his life, and he thinks that that is, it's an absolutely ridiculous. It's about hard work. It's about what you do. It's about talk the talk and walk the walk. The same thing we always say, Grant. It's about common sense, and apparently, it's not as common as we think anymore. But I've become friends. I've become. Fr I'm friends. I'm friends. I'm friends with. Not everybody in this Sacramento. world is bad, either. There I'm friends with a, a lot of good I'm people. Stop! 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 I'm friends with a black man in Sacramento who works for a friend of mine who owns a construction company. His name is Patrick. And I've known Patrick for 20 years, roughly. And Patrick's son was shot and killed by police in Lake Tahoe. And Patrick is one of my biggest supporters Okay, here's a man who lost a son at the hands of the police. And he has been one of my biggest supporters and has zero issue with me saying all lives matter. So again, I'm just letting you know that in my experience, social media is not a act an accurate depiction of what society feels. Correct. You're correct. Because there's still a lot of good in this world. And hey, hats off to Patrick. Hats off to that story you just told, Grant. That's that's a good one. That's a good one. Man, I just wanted to get a little bit of that off my chest. Monday it is, and Tuesday will be tomorrow. And I'll check in. Hopefully you have another show and I'll chat with you Wednesday. Yep. And uh 
everything's all yep. good. I'm gonna, I'm still going to have good, 10 John. fingers and 10 toes at the end of this thing. I appreciate you, buddy. You have a good afternoon. You do the same, Grant. Thank you. I'm about done in debating this, and that's why I can't wait until my court proceedings are in the rearview mirror. I'm so done debating this it's, it, because to me, it's not debatable. And I just, I, I think it's so sad that in 2023, we still have to have a conversation about what does all lives matter mean? I, I just think it's so, so unfortunate. And because like, I don't know when it was, you know, I, I, you'll have to help me on the, on the time frame because Black Lives Matter becomes a thing. Now, all of a sudden, there's a whole new set of guidelines and rules that everyone else in society has to follow. No. No. I follow what I believe in, and I follow uh, what is right. Okay? That's what I follow. Period. And the fact that we have to debate six words which really have zero gray area, zero. Six words that cannot be left open for interpretation if you read the words. If you went to a group of people and you said, what does this say? What is the meaning of all lives matter every single one? What does it mean? You wouldn't have at the end of collecting all the pieces of paper from people, well, I think it means this, but it could mean this or it could mean this. No, it doesn't mean anything other than what it means. But because in society, all this crap is put out there and forced down your throats and through your ears, there are those that then stop and go, well, you know, maybe it really doesn't mean that. Oh, it must mean this. Oh, because he's white. And he's an older generation. So it has to mean this. It really can't mean what it says. Like, why do we change the meaning of what people say? I, I just, you know, it's unbelievable. You know? It's really unbelievable. Believable. Period. I don't know what else to say. All right. If you want to get in on the program, you raise your hand and uh, we will do it tomorrow at seven o'clock Pacific. I'll be over on YouTube if you don't like that. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Uh, that is tomorrow at seven o'clock. And for those of you that may have jumped on a little bit late, I have no issue with Marcos Breton. And I'm grateful that he wrote the column today, and I'm grateful for the columns that he's uh, written in the past. And I have the utmost respect for him. And, you know, listen, we, we, we've got into it before years ago. He, he'd be the first one to admit we actually laugh over it. We actually do share laughs when we talk about it. And, you know, we went through a very tenuous period of time when I was on the radio every day. And the Kings were moving. They were staying. The Maloofs, this and that. We got into it many of times, me and Marcos. But I never lost respect for the man. And I know for a fact he didn't lose the respect for me. I have the utmost respect for the man. He's a good person. I don't agree with him politically on some things. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to stop talking to him or I think of him differently. I don't think of him any differently at all because he has a different political viewpoint than I do. And a different viewpoint on this than I do. Not at all. You know, I, not at all. Open dialogue. I'm all for that. So I have a lot of respect for the man. All right. If you want to get in again, just raise your hand uh, and we will uh, put you on back to sports. Uh, Major League Baseball trade deadline. You have a race for October. NFL injuries continue to be an issue. We do have a football game this week, the Hall of Fame game. It's football, right? Who cares? It's at least when you see the Hall of Fame game, you know, oh, wow. Okay. It's not that far away right now. You know, 
It's not that far away right now. I don't know about you, but I can't wait. I cannot wait. I really can't. All right, let's get to uh, Patrick. Patrick, good to have you on the show. How are you, sir? How you doing, Grant? Good, Patrick. What's up? Uh, quick question. What are you, uh, what's your opinion on the uh, Mark Jackson uh, layoff today from ESPN? I get some more of the same number. Yeah, you know, first of all, again, I don't understand why you need a three-man booth in basketball. And in this case, if it looks like it's going to be Doris Burke, I guess, you know, I'm going to get in trouble for calling it a three-man booth, but a three-person booth uh, if Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers and Mike Breen would be perfect together, and you don't need a third voice in there. But, you know, again, the NBA is all about, quote-unquote, being politically correct, so let's make sure we have a female in there. Let's make sure we have a black person in there. And let's make sure that we have Mike Breen staying on there. I just think, you know, again, it's you don't need three people in an NBA broadcast booth. Um, you know, if I'm Mark Jackson, I'm not happy at all. I thought Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy, and Mike Breen made a great team. And I don't know what went on, Patrick, uh, behind the scenes, but... Whatever it was, it wasn't good for Mark Jackson, that's for sure. What do you think about it, Patrick? Oh, I think they were they were a terrific trio. I, I like the three of them together. I thought uh, I thought there was nothing wrong with them at all. I thought it's, uh, I think it's a bunch nope. of nonsense, you know. Yep, I they mean, were excellent uh, together. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, you know, I mean, they're a little predictable sometimes. Like you know, like Jeff would say something, and then you know, Mark would act surprised or whatever. But uh, you know, other than that, I mean, but it, it was like three guys at the bar talking about the game, pretty much. You know, or the two of them at the bar, Mark, Mike Breen, calling the game. You know, something like that. You know. Yep. Well, there there was an absurd like story that. in the New York Post today called "ESPN Worried Jeff Van Gundy Would Leave TV to Coach Again Before Layoff." But that 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 is the stupidest <laughs> thing in the world because Doc Rivers would take an NBA head coaching job in a New York minute. Okay. And they just are going to have him replace Van Gundy. So that makes absolutely no sense. I mean, it says that the first paragraph said ESPN worried Jeff, Jeff Van Gundy still had the coaching itch and could leave them high and dry. Really? Like, oh, come on. He was there for like 15 I mean, years. Come on. Come on. Exactly. You know? it, it's a joke. You know, it's an absolute right. joke. I mean, it's like Steve Kerr with the, TBS. You know, oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, but I mean, like, Van Gundy hasn't coached since the 2006-2007 season. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if any if anybody's got the itch, it'll be freaking Doc Rivers, you know? I mean... Uh, yeah, Doc Rivers was know. in line for the Phoenix job. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. At least, at least you knew, you know, at least you knew Van Gundy was going to be there while he had... In fact, he was there the whole time when uh, Mark Jackson became coach of the... Uh, the Warriors, and then yes. you know, uh, Van yes. Gundy was there the whole time. He didn't, he didn't bail out on on the uh, broadcast side, you know. And if that's, ESPN that's knew they were gonna, if ESPN knew they were gonna do this, they would, they would have laid off Mark Jackson at the same time as Van Gundy. This makes no sense. They had, they, right, were, they right. were, they were planning to keep Mark Jackson in their announcing team of NBA basketball, and now all of a sudden he's fired. You know, on July thirty first. So it's a, it's a, it's yeah. a disgrace. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's all I have tonight for you, Green. Have a good evening. Take care. Patrick, good hearing from you. You take care. Bye-bye. It's Thanks, a joke. Bud. It's a joke. You got to have Doris Burke join Doc Rivers, or you have to have Doc Rivers join Doris Burke. You don't need a three-person booth, okay? You don't. It's overkill. Van Gundy and Mark Jackson worked with Breen. They worked, okay? And there was a lot of humor which to me is going to get lost on the broadcast. So I'm not a fan of this at all. I don't have any problem with Doris Burke or Doc Rivers. That's not the issue. I'm just not a fan of this. I, I, I think you broke up a really, really good team that didn't need to be dissolved. That's the issue I have. I, I don't have an issue with either Doris Burke or Doc Rivers. That's not my my comment here, but what are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? All right, let's get to uh, Zach. Zach, welcome to the show. How are you today? Well, I was doing okay until uh, I heard the news from Patrick. I actually did not know about that. And like, Jesus Christ, uh, ESPN is on drugs, I guess. 
Well, I mean, you, 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 I think you know the answer to that question. <laughs> I mean, I love Mark Jackson. I mean, I, okay, Van Gundy to maybe a might. I don't know. He was good too. But I mean, hearing two new people with Mike Green is going to sound really weird. It's, it's going to be hard to get used to. I don't know about you. I am not a fan of three people in the booth for basketball, although I thought that Van Gundy and Jackson did an excellent job together. I think they were an excellent team, but I think that three, the game is not conducive to three voices on a telecast. You know, it's not, it's just not. I mean, the thing is like, I think those three guys definitely made it work, but like if they're going to add two new people to that panel, it's going to sound kind of clunky. If that makes sense. Yep, I don't disagree with you. What? Well, and I think, I, and I'll, I'll add one thing. I think it's unfair to Doc Rivers, and I think it's unfair to Doris Burke. Neither of them need a third person in the booth, so I think it's unfair to both of them. It takes away from what they do, and that's analyze the game. Now there's less time for them to do their job. This doesn't make any sense. And and here's the other thing that doesn't make sense. Didn't ESPN just lay off a whole bunch of people? For financial reasons, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so 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 now you're going to add an extra person. Isn't that an extra salary? Like it it doesn't make it doesn't add up to me. It doesn't make sense to me. What do you think about the whole uh, them like firing Max Kellerman? That kind of surprised me because he has he began to have his own show, you know. So, well, I think the writing was on the wall for him when Stephen A. Smith basically attacked him and made it very clear that he didn't like working with Max and. You know, blah, blah, blah. And I think from that point, Max Kellerman's days were numbered. There were a lot of good people uh, that were laid off at ESPN. And I told you this was going to happen the day they signed Joe Buck and then Troy Aikman to that kind of money. I said, well, just just letting everyone know that there will be a domino effect to this. And there will be a lot of people that will be losing their jobs because of these asinine decisions by network executives that feel like they have to pay an announcer a million dollars a game. And I said, that day is coming. And it's going to be sooner than later. Well, that day has arrived. So I had to ask you with Jeff and Gunny when it happened, but like, do you see like Mark Jackson maybe getting hired by TNT? Possibly, although I don't know what room TNT has. I mean, they already have uh, Reggie Miller and they have Steph Van, uh, Stan Van Gundy and they have Hubie Brown. I'm not really sure what room they have on there am i leaving someone out if i am i apologize but oh oh they have jim jackson and jim jackson jim jim jackson is very good and jim jackson is now part of their uh analyst so jim jackson with reggie miller and stan van gundy i'm not a stan van gundy fan i'm going to be very honest with you i'm just not uh, i think jim jackson is very good and I'm, I'm not crazy about reggie miller either to be quite honest with you interesting well, hey, thanks for the uh, taking my call. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Zach. But that's where we're at. You know, as far as the, uh, TNT, I don't know what room they would have. I mean, if you're TNT, though, and you have a chance to have Jeff Van Gundy doing games, I mean, Jeff Van Gundy is better than any of those that I just mentioned. So we'll see. But I, I don't know where TNT is right now uh, with their announcers. And again, TNT's made some very bizarre decisions. You know? Very bizarre. Brian Anderson is not a lead basketball announcer. I'm sorry, he's not. Baseball, great with a capital G. I could listen to Brian Anderson do a baseball game any day of the week, and I'm happy. I think him and Dan Schulman are the best. They're great. Give me Dan Schulman. Give me Brian Anderson doing a baseball game. And I will be like, oh, thank God. Brian Anderson, basketball, uh-uh. Middle of the road. Don't understand that. But it is what it is. All right. Tomorrow, 5 o'clock Pacific over on YouTube, if you don't like that. Appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for your support. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.